Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you so much for the opportunity to hear your word. Your word is anointed and your word is blessed. Praise the Lord. Thank you for your word. Amen. Amen. Philippians 1.27 The word of God says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition or destruction, but to you of salvation and that of God. Praise the Lord. We are considering the missionary's faith, part four. Please take your seat. We learned that our faith must be built on the love of God and our constant growth in the love of God. That the deeper we grow in appreciating the love of God, our faith will grow and will not be negatively impacted by external factors. Because a clear point was made about how faith is able to achieve things. Faith is able to give us testimonies. That is the product of faith. That same product should not be the core thing that sustains the faith. That the primary thing that should sustain the faith of a child of God, even though testimonies can play a part, should be our love for God. So the love for God is what must drive the faith of the missionary. Or else, the missionary who is already a sacrifice in the hand of God may faint. Because certain expectations are not met or certain tribulations are on ground around you. So here we see Apostle Paul speaking to the church in Philippi and trying to send them um, Epaphras and all those missionaries he was working with. But before he did that, he made them understand that he actually had wanted to be in heaven. But he has chosen to be here on earth with them so that their faith will be furthered. And that their joy of faith will also be established. 
Then he started admonishing them in verse 27 that as he has chosen to be here to help them grow their faith, let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. Praise the Lord. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. Praise the Lord. So here we see Apostle Paul making mention about something called the faith of the gospel. So what is this faith of the gospel? Paul was addressing the issue and he said that they should stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together. The faith of the gospel is the faith that they received from the word that was preached to them based on the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. That their faith was instructed from the good news of what Jesus had done. And it is that good news that Paul was saying has now informed their faith that the foundation of their faith should be one that is built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is why in opening that statement, he said that, let your conversation, please, we can look at that scripture, be as it becometh of the gospel of Francis Aubin. Let your conversation be around the personality of Christ and the good news he has brought to mankind. <laughs> that is to say that the faith of the missionary must not be about anything and anyone except Christ. That if you are a missionary, your mind must be intentionally constructed that your conversations, the things that are important to you, will be centered around Christ and what he has done. Any other thing beyond the realm of that kind of discussion is going to start attacking your faith and your faith will be plugged out of the gospel. So here, when we meet, we can be talking about marriage. When you meet, or every now and then, the business you want to do is something you want to be talking about and all of that. But he says that if you are a missionary, know that the core thing that your conversation should be built about is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is not to say that you should not be talking to people about your business. It's not to say that you should be talking to like-minded people about marriage, about work, about your health, about things that excite. Paul said, woe is me if I don't preach Christ. Woe. There is no woe. Whether it's a dog barking 
or that you are you are doomed <laughs> that woe um there's no woe to me if I don't watch my you match because there is no judgment for me. There is no accountability. I, I don't have, my investment is not there. But woe is me if I don't preach Christ. So my conversation, so even when we are watching the soccer, we are watching it to build that clique so that we'll be talking about ministry. Praise the Lord. We don't watch the mind to be talking about girls. We don't watch the mind to be talking about boys, to be talking about plans, how to dupe people, how to no. If you come around, you see that we are doing all these things and we are doing ministry. Sometimes in this area, because the area guys they go and watch Champions League. And they pay. They pay the pubs they watch from and all of that. Sometimes we are able to bring out our big screens outside. And then when there is a big Champions League match, let's say maybe um, Barca and Manu um, or Real Madrid. And Manu is constant. And Liverpool and Manu and Man City and Manu. You know, it's... It's, as for the women's fellowship, we may watch or we may not watch Chelsea and mind you and all of that. We say, people, boys will go and pay so we can choose to do advert. The match is live here for free and then you see that the whole car park will be filled by the guys in the area before the match starts. One hour before it starts, they come to stadium. And when they come, our conversation. Sometimes we do suya there. Everybody enjoys suya. We give them handbills. When the match goes on break, then we preach small Christ to them. Give them handbills. Church, church. And some of them are in church. Some people are in church because of that. Even though we are watching soccer, our conversation as missionaries is about the faith of the gospel. About Jesus Christ. Now, if you look at that scripture very well, you will find out that when Paul was admonishing them that their conversation should be coming of the gospel of Christ, he was laying emphasis on what we keep saying because what we keep saying is what is formed in our heart and in our mind. That out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So what you have being socialized with is what becomes your conversation. So for a missionary, the narrative should be that you have been tutored in the gospel of Jesus Christ so that you don't do anything in a long stretch without building a conversation of that gospel about what you are doing. That makes you a missionary that has the faith of what? The gospel. Why? Because you know the gospel as a good news is the only thing that has the transformative power over a human soul. That the human soul, the human being doesn't get transformed because we take them to a rehab. I am a professional counselor. People, no matter the therapy we do for people, there is a deeper transformation when the gospel comes to play. 
And without the gospel, people will lapse all the time. Whether it's drug addiction or it's some kind of um, <laughs> negative attitude or some form of any kind of addiction that is destroying the life of the person. You find out that the center doesn't always hold until you introduce a supernatural being. And mostly, it is the introduction of Christ that is able to make the center hold for people. So, when we meet people, we talk about Christ and our faith based on the good news we have received. About the gospel of Christ. And as simple as it is, John 3, 16 or whatever it is, um, Jesus is the way, the truth, or the, it has impact and transformative element that the spirit is able to plant the seed of this gospel, the faith of this gospel that is able to transform a person from whatever they are into a new creature. Praise the Lord. So is the reason why our faith should be built on the gospel. The faith of the gospel means that the, the undergirding power, the foundation for your faith, your faith should have the gospel as its substrate. I'm an American who say that. It should just be guarded at the bottom by the gospel. Why? Because everything shall fail, but not a strand, not a letter of the word shall fail. So when your faith is not built on good news of what Jesus has done, any other good news your faith is built on has the propensity to fail. And when that thing fails, your faith will fail. That is why in the first service we learned that we cannot even build our faith on the house God gave us. We can't build it on his workings in our lives. That God gave me a job, that's why I have faith. How about the time when you pray for the job and the job doesn't come? God gave me a husband. God gave me a child. God gave me this. If your faith is built on the product of that faith, you stand a great chance of fainting. When <laughs> you can, it's not every tree receiving fertilization that bears fruit. There are trees, no matter how much you fertilize them. They will still not bear fruit. Jesus saw a fig tree. Everything about the fig tree was green and ready and it pointed to the fact that there were fruit on it. The master got closer to the tree and there was no show. The man bore. The boy said, you. Sunshine, Bobo. Showing that you got it, but you don't have it. And then the tree just died. Because he spoke against it. Sometimes as a child of God, your faith will be bolstered by the things God does in your life and in the lives of other people. But in the same way, your faith can deflate based on things that don't get done in your life or in the lives of other people. 
Look at what the Bible said in Proverbs. It said that hope deferred makes the heart what sick. And so your faith should be built on the unchanging abilities of the gospel. That's the faith of the gospel. It's built on the person of Jesus Christ. And what the Bible says about your walk as a child of God in connection with your faith in Christ. That there is good news in Christ. That's why we're talking about gospel. That regardless of whatever you may be seeing around, Jesus is still the good news. Praise the Lord. Now, why am I saying this? Because your faith can is either built on the gospel or it's built on other things. Look at the scripture. We are not going foul. The scripture is here. Let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs. So, in other words, you see, somebody can just stop church or stop serving God because when you were in the hospital, no, whether I come and see you or not, I'm just, I'm just about to start preaching. No. All the one I was giving you is called abstract. We are now going to the body of the letter. I'm just saying that you being in the hospital knowingly or unknowingly by your pastor no, can make you get angry and leave the church and backslide on top. Paul is saying that it is a sign that your faith is not the faith built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. That kind of faith is built on welfare. So Paul is saying that I'm your pastor. And if you're also a missionary, I may see you, I may come and see you or not. I may be absent. But let me hear of your affairs. That even though your resident pastor didn't attend to your wedding. And didn't attend the funeral of your father. You didn't lose faith. Because some people, when you don't come and see them. When you don't give them the opportunity to physically connect. When your, and Paul is your pastor. You, you, you can lose faith when your pastor doesn't play his known role well. This is how a pastor should be. It's true. This is how ethically he should. I mean, if you are sick, should your pastor not come and see you? If you are in some kind of distance, or if you want to see your pastor. I mean, those people, they were not sick. They just wanted to see their pastor. And their pastor is saying, maybe you will see me or not. Assuming that the COVID never goes. And traveling never becomes as easy as it was before. It means that there are other churches we are going to have in other countries. That I may never be able to physically go there. Should they also collapse? No, I'm asking. Are we not doing a conversation? (laughs) It's a conversation. It's a friendly match. So, sometimes your faith can be attacked when it's not the faith of the gospel because you have, you have been 
instituted to feel like it's when they lay hands on me that things happen. Whether I come. Physical. Your, when your faith is more physical, when the oil doesn't work, the way you are being taught, it works physical. Why is it that he poured oil on the head of this one? And me, you know, he just said, go. It shall be well with you. It's like the oil, you see, because all this while, we have been taught that there, there is, it is the, it's a special kind of ministration. When you, they pour oil on you, you see, especially when the oil is in a horn. Well, the horn of a rhino or a hippopotamus, does it have a horn? The horn of an elephant. See, nice horn, if you go to some church, you see that by the pulpit, you know, there's a big horn. You know, it's there. But when you come to a church like this, there's no horn there. There's no oil anywhere like that. So sometimes the oil appears and greater time there's no oil. So you can just dedicate somebody's house or business and they'll be expecting that you'll be just, in fact, they'll tell you, Pastor, I, I want you to come and anoint the house for me. So when you go and you say, let's pray. Father, thank you. We dedicate this house into your care. We drive away any squatter. We declare your presence. You see, this house is wholesome for human um, existence and habitation. This house is blessed in Jesus' mighty. Some people don't feel it's powerful enough because we didn't pour fright off. Look at somebody say, it's a matter. They say, I think you are one of those people. Tell them, don't be afraid. Don't don't be afraid of it, but say, I, the way I see you, no. Pastor, no pouring oil, no. You still don't feel like something has really happened there. Like your faith is very physical. Hey, must pour oil and give direction and make some declaration and charge. You know, there's a way that you pray and everywhere will be vibrating. And, and then goosebumps will fall on people. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just word salad. Just putting words together in the mighty name of Jesus. I raise the sword of Jehovah. Leave the matter. At the end of the day, it must be in the name of Jesus. So I'm not saying the tokens are not great. And all of them. I'm just telling you that your faith should not be touchy. That's why Paul is saying now, whether I come or I'm absent, it is, it is the centurion that told Jesus that you don't need to come to my household. I have faith in you so much that you, wherever you are, stand there and throw the word, shoot it. Just speak the word, I will be fine. And the Bible said, immediately, <laughs> immediately. So, so, some people, they, they, you can even get very offended. Your faith can be affected. You, let's leave the offense. Your faith can be affected because some directions you believe are powerful. The thing is that if you believe they are powerful and you know they are powerful, why is it that they don't work for you? 
By me, what I know and I do, it works for me. So you do what you know and you do. It should work for you. Paul is saying that me, Pastor Francis, I'm not important when it comes to the faith of the missionary. What is important is that you, beyond the pastor, beyond Pastor Paul, you build your faith on the gospel. You build it on what? Please. (laughs) Oh, God. Because you are going to know within a short time that there are many instances in your life that your pastor will not be permitted to be around. Not even on the phone. And your ability to connect with the Lord based on the kind of faith you have built over time will determine whether you'll be sitting there crying or you'll come out because you too, you are a child of God. And it tells you that not every child of God comes out. So you see that um, some people have a lot of um, because it's either a, a program that is prophetic or something that looks to be very powerful. But last Wednesday, I was just teaching about mercy here. And a young man who had gone to do a surgery, um, I don't know what the surgery is for, but he couldn't speak. And as I taught on mercy, and we finished, we prayed, and we were worshiping, he started speaking. He started, nobody prayed for him. He, he heard the word of God, his faith was built on it. Say, boom. <laughs> then just his tongue just was released. He was speaking clearly. Clear. Some will come and say, like, Where is the pastor? I need to see the pastor. So even if I say, Oh, for some reason, no. The Christ in me is not different from the one in the resident minister. Can you see the resident minister? It's like because those of us, you know, we are not rich people, no. It's the other pastors that must handle us. It's kafuano no baya. But we need to one So the young, young pastors, you know, they should be. You see, you see that aside your offense, the thing no, is attacking your faith. So even your ability to receive is hampered because your faith has not been built well on the gospel. So you, you see, because faith carries the miracle before it meets the preacher. That's why the woman with the issue of life said that if I may but touch the hem of his garment, he didn't even say Jesus will pray for me. If I he was sitting in the house, she was sitting in the house, and she carried her miracle to church. So when I say, oh, please see um, your service pastor or your cell leader or see um, your whatever, maybe your chapel leader or whatever leader or your manager to pray with you. You will see that when I say that now, you will drop the, the miracle you were coming with because I have changed personnel. I don't know if, do you understand, please? Because I change personnel, your confidence in, in your ability to receive from that particular instruction made you to lose the miracle. 
And this normally happens to children of God who have encountered the power of God before. So Paul is saying that whether I come and see you or not, let's see the scripture. Or else if I'm even absent, I may hear of your affairs. <laughs> that you, you, you stand fast in one spirit. That you are still standing. Even though your pastor is not around. So the faith that is built on the gospel even works more effectively when human beings who are deemed to be, in quote, superior to you in faith are absent and you are exercising yourself in the faith that you are built in Christ. Can I explain more? Yeah. If your pastor is not there, the Lord expects you. Whether, he said, whether I am there or I'm not there, your faith there should be running. But some people <laughs> outsource their faith to their pastor. They outsource it to an intercessor. They also, some men are funny. They can be boasting, oh, my wife is prayerful. You, you, brother? Brother? Today is Father's Day, so I won't say anything. Just be in love. <laughs> you are funny. You are what? Funny. There, when you are in a certain situation, nobody's pro, prayer counts. Some, some conditions... The prayer or the faith of whoever is fainting and praying with you doesn't matter. You see in the Bible that Samson is praying and said, oh God, God, give me another chance. It's not, it's not somebody who prayed for Samson. Jesus told the woman, he said, woman, your faith is not your pastor's faith. Indeed, so many people don't have the testimony they should have because the faith of their pastor did not permit it. Hey. Why? Because when your pastor is not in a good condition to, to do whatever you think they can do and you have put your, you have outsourced it to them. And me, as I'm standing here, personally, I do not have the power to make things happen. I can release my faith, but they happen in a day. It comes from God. So, Paul planted Apollos watered. Who brings the increase? God. So, in the synagogue, this woman who had been bent for some years, it was the pastor in the synagogue who was preventing her from getting healed. So, assuming that this woman, being in the synagogue for about 18 years, if she had just outsourced her faith to her priest, that I know my priest is praying for me. No, no, you know. The priest in Paul is the one hindering her healing. So, if you don't even take it that the pastor is negative, but he's trying his best, but his best still does not meet the favorite standard of God for your healing. You will be there till thy kingdom come. And meanwhile, there is a way that when you appear before God yourself, no matter how frail you are, Jesus will ask you, do you want to be healed? He say, yes, sir. 
He said, then your faith, you know, has made you what? Well. Has made you whole. So, don't outsource your faith to any man or system. Because systems can fail. And men can fail. Praise the Lord. In the sight of God. I mean, I may be seen to be very successful, but really the appraisal is not between me and you. My appraisal should be more vertical between God and myself. Whether I am being successful spiritually or, or not, you cannot because your level, you, know, you are always even desiring the heart that I can pray like pastor, that I can preach like pastor. Meanwhile, no, maybe God doesn't see me to be anything at all. So imagine desiring to become like somebody who is rubbish in the sight of the real person who has a marking scheme. Rubbish. So your faith, when no one is there, if it's built on as a faith of the gospel, you see that when you are in whatever you are in as a missionary, a word from the Bible will jump in your heart. Is God talking to somebody? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? When the devil is trying to make a negotiation with you, this sickness is going to kill you, kill you, kill you, kill you. You now you see that as you are there, if your faith is built on the gospel, ah, you see that the scripture will just jump up. This sickness is not unto death. That the glory of the Lord shall be seen. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. I am the Lord that he led thee. Is there not a balm in Gilead? Are you here at all? I have elected myself. I sent forth my word to his. You see that the word that jumps in your heart, you know, you will see that it was sent from the Holy Spirit to minister to you without any man there in the equation. So the, 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 the role I play is now that I am preaching the word to you. But when you are facing your fires, when you are facing your good times and the challenging times, it will be between you and God and that space. And what and how you build your faith will determine whether you'll be able to cover that space. And that's why many people faint and fall because some people did not come to encourage them. Now, when I am in issues that give me concern, who encourages me? It's just because my faith is built on the God. Are you here? You see, we, we, we are children of God so that we will build our confidence in Christ based on the word. And so, Paul said, when I am there, it's, a, it's, it's hallelujah. But when I'm even absent, I want to hear of your affairs. That you are standing fast in one spirit. You, when when they say people are standing, you are part of those who are standing. When they say people's businesses are going well, when they say people are doing well for God, you are standing fast in one spirit, with one mind. That you have not lost it. That if all believers who have it are going in this direction, you are part of those minds. One mind that we know that Jesus never changes. And your faith is made. Your mind is made. Are you here at all? The business didn't go away, but your mind is made. 
Why is it made? You, you are in one, put a scripture there. Striving together for the faith of the gospel. Then the next verse says that. Then if you get to this level, then in and in nothing terrified by your adversaries. Have you seen? In nothing what? And some of us, because of the way we have arranged our faith, when something is happening, you call and pastor's phone is off. You see, it's not the phone that is off, that is a problem. <laughs> but the communication of your faith, that's a problem. You say, mm. Mm. what is the meaning of this? Are you, if you are with me, wave your hands. Say I'm with you, pastor. You see that? Mm. It's like the road is getting blocked everywhere. It's like this thing is it's not, it's not normal. It's not, it's not as we see. It's not just surface. This thing is like devil has planned this thing long time. That's why even, I mean, pastor never switches the phone, but it's not going through. So you see that it defeats you even before your enemy. Why? Because in your mind, if pastor is not there, whoever seems to be anointed is not there to offer you help. Satan has won. But it says if you build it as a missionary, you can be in Lesotho. You don't have connection with anybody. And you will not have worries about your adversaries. Look at the scripture. You will not be terrified. Have you seen that? Being terrified is an inner, inner something. That you are terrified. You are, you can be jumping, you are terrified. You can be in the midst of plenty of people, but you are terrified. If the fear of the unknown, the fear of the future. You can be here, we are singing, you are clapping and all, but you are terrified about your marital life. Terrified about your child or children. Terrified about your career. You are just, the adversary is just, it's just making you very terrified. Why? Because the foundation has not been built in a way that has been grown. So you see that every time you feel very terrified. Next verse, the same verse. It says that, and in nothing, say nothing. Yeah, and it says that even though the movement and the activities of your adversary, which is to them an evident token of perdition or destruction. So some people are doing something, wild things, and they think they are going to destroy you. If your faith is that of a missionary, it says that, but to you, it is salvation. Why is it to salvage? Because that is how God also sees it. And that of God. So to you and that of God. So there's a way you can build your faith in Christ on the gospel. That you and God stand on the same platform. That the thing you see as salvation is the same thing God sees what? As salvation. But if it is not like that, you will see that trouble is coming. When God is seeing that salvation is coming, you see that trouble is coming. When God is seeing that this one, he cannot do anything. Oh, yeah, walk and go. Don't even look at it. Walk and go. He say, yeah, it is coming. No? Oh God, our help in ages past. Hey. 
a sister can see that they are doing wedding. And she's so she's in the wedding dress, but she's terrified. Why? Why is it that I the devil is always making my relationships break? Why? Terrified. But God brought you into the wedding to see it as salvation. Uh, because the faith is when the faith is wrong, the, the thinking will be wrong. When the faith is wrong, the functioning will be wrong. So, look, if you are here on earth, one day you might feel sick. You know, you just feel something and say, is it a COVID? It's like, I can smell the COVID though. So this thing, when it catches you, it kills you. So you see that once you lose your taste or your smell, you start looking for the figures. Ghana and Po, how many are dying? <laughs> America, of all people, over 400,000 have died. This one, I've lost my taste. I'm about to go. And all of that. This guy, one time, he was sick. This guy that is going to marry. He thought he was going to die. He called me or he said, Pastor, something, something, something. I just prayed for him. I said, my brother, we'll see you in church. That I will see you in church was over three weeks, Abby, before I saw him. But in my mind, nothing even crossed my mind that he was going to die. To him, it was a very terrible sickness. But in my mind, my faith was telling me that oh, I'll see this guy. He'll come and sing and we'll dance. By him. Oh! And the prayer was not even very powerful and tender. You know, sometimes the way you call me, I'll just be. <laughs> One pastor this week was telling me, he said that I don't even talk like a pastor. That's why I'm talking. I say, Yeah, God has done it. This one is not powerful. The thing must be charismatic. Or judge yourself. Like something must be inside. But he said that he's a general overseer. He said that he has realized that anything I say by the grace of God happens. So he said, just say something over my life. Why? It's you know, because it's just how did I have built my faith on the gospel of Jesus Christ? It's not the style. There's nothing in style. The real thing should be that something supernatural from Jesus Christ based on his word is what is pushing how you think and function when you meet situations as a missionary. Or else, when you we send you somewhere or you appear somewhere and God wants you to do a job. He said that, oh, these churches, they are doing well because they support them. These, these branches, they are doing well because they started them well. Question is, who started us? If you like, let me give you, let me cultivate hectares of land for you. Let's say for corn. Huh? And say, oh, I've dashed you. If you yourself have not built capacity to store in bands, your post-harvest losses, eh? It will make you even poorer than before the gift came. Because whatever you have there, you will still invest it into the, the gift that has been given to you and you won't get anything. Because you have not built personal capacity. Even though you have been given a great blessing, your Personal capacity is what determines the sustainability and your ability even to grow it. 
So when you have not grown your faith, opportunity will even look like adversity. Because you don't have capacity when you meet something, you say, I'm dead. When you say, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. I'm dead. He, he, where is God? Where is pastor? Where is this one? Where is that one? You even forget that you pray. So Jesus, when they were on the water with him, and the, the water was bashing them, bashing them, and they were just, they went, Master, don't you care that we are dying? He asked them, he said, where is your faith? You, where, your own faith, where is it? Tell somebody, don't ever be terrified. Can I say something to you? Tell somebody that exercise your faith. So tell somebody, anticipate challenging situations. They will help you to exercise your faith. Yes. Yeah. When I was quite younger and growing in the things of God, if I, if I heard that somebody was sick, I just go and say, let me pray for you. I was exercising my faith. I, I didn't like for people to be sick, but if I heard they were sick, that's an opportunity to exercise my faith. Some people will say, ah, but why is it that Christians are sick? Why is it that people, why? It's like the devil is working. No? He said when the devil is working, to you it will be salvation, and to God it will be salvation. Why? Because you're on the same platform. Brothers and sisters, J.J. Rollins, the kind, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> when you are a missionary, you have been empowered to walk through this life unconcerned about any destruction your adversary brings your way. If you have built your faith on the gospel. So when you see delays, you don't say devil has won. No. When you see delay, you know that to God it is salvation. Are you here at all? That, that means that if you build your faith on the gospel, the faith of the gospel, your definition is always different from man's definition. It's different from your carnal mind's definition. It's different from the definition of this world. And it's different from the definition of the devil himself. Whilst the adversary thinks is destroying, God says, my definition is that this is salvation. And when you see that it's salvation, the result will be salvation. When you see too that it is destruction, it's likely to turn out so. That's why no matter what you are going through, you have to find the solution in the word. The solution in what? The solution in what? In the word. Not in your pastor. Look, the truth of the matter is I'm anointed though. And if God were to call you to pastor this church, he will anoint you also. So being anointed, yeah, it's true. Look at Matthew chapter 17. Matthew 17 verse 19. Why you must walk with the missionary's faith. Because the missionary is a loner. Is what? It's a, look, John the Baptist is in the wilderness alone. Moses is in the wilderness alone. Jesus is there alone. The missionary is a loner. So you don't get to 
fellowship and relate with a lot of people who can help you. You face things by facing God. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? Why? A man brought a sick child. The disciples who have been with Jesus, being with Jesus, eh, sometimes it doesn't mean anything. Because disciples can struggle casting out a simple demon. So being a member of the keeper's house sometimes doesn't mean anything. It's inconsequential. Why is it that, and to me, this is the gen, this generation. We are a generation that is unable to do certain things because we have not built capacity based on the word of God. Why could we not? And look at Jesus' answer. Why could we not? And Jesus said unto them, number one, because of your what? I can't hear you. Because of your what? The unbelief will come because the man is just telling them, when he was born, the guy will fall in fire, he will fall in water. When you hear the history, you are like a doctor. You will be asking yourself, can my general practice handle it or I should refer to a specialist? And that, that banter will create that unbelief. Maybe this one here is Pastor Francis that can handle it. Because if I look at the way the thing is now. But when you come to Pastor Francis and he's handling it, is there something special he does? He doesn't do it. I don't do anything special. All I do is in the name of Jesus. But you see that the value that is placed on mine in the name of Jesus possibly is higher than yours based on the capacity I have built over time. That's why you say Jesus, I say Jesus. Things happen and things don't happen for you. Because even where you are speaking from can determine whether something will live or not live. So Jesus said unbelief. <laughs> unbelief means that your faith is affected. Are you here now? Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, small faith, ye shall say to this mountain, remove thence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be what? Impossible to you. To you, not to us. When it comes to faith, Bible is not interested in addressing the us. Because faith is personal. is what? Personal encounter with God. Personal encounter with the word. Personal growth. Nothing shall be impossible to you. So what might be impossible to one person might be different based on the dynamics that pertain in, in their lives. That's why some people are able to do things and some people are not able to do things. But if you are a missionary... You'll be expected to be able to do things. And you need to build a faith. Praise the Lord. As I am here, I'll be helping you to build it with the word of God. So I will preach. I will teach. I will give you keys. And I will demonstrate them. So as I'm, in, I'm demonstrating, you'll be observing. And the Bible said that, that you will observe to do. You will observe to what? Not to sit. To do. And when you observe to do, <laughs> Joshua 1.8 he said, by that you will make your wayward prosperous. 
So this woman or this um, father brought a child and Jesus said that you need faith like the master seed. And then you, let's look at the next verse. Is, is there a next verse? Beautiful. How be it? This kind goeth not out but by what? And what? But watch this. Please watch this very carefully. Before Jesus said this kind, this mutating kind, like the COVID, you see, the South African variant, the UK variant, is a kind of the COVID-19. So even when you are dealing with marital issues, it is not the COVID-19 we have always known. No. The South African and UK variant, they say their level of infectiousness is what? Higher. It's a kind. It's a mutating kind. So you see that your mother had a problem and you are solving it at a particular level of faith. By the time you know that the thing has mutated and it has become your kind. Another kind. I don't know. It's God talking here now. You see that the financial issues you are used to know. You see that another kind has been introduced. So that means that if you are using this old faith to handle your mother's demons, your father's demons, there is a mutating kind that will come that even if you are a disciple, it will defeat you. Why? Because you have not grown your faith to a level where prayer and fasting will work for you. So we always talk about accept by prayer and fasting, but we don't even get to say that the first thing Jesus addressed with them was that you could not do this because you did not have faith in the first place. And if you don't have faith in the first place, the prayer is underutilized. The fasting is not effective. Why? Because faith is not there to make them work. You see that the people of faith, eh, they are always getting results. Praise the Lord. You will say, oh, I fast more than them. I pray more than them. It's also the fasting and the prayer. What makes them work is what is under. Bible says to faith add. To faith do what? So when faith is not on ground, where are you adding? Can you build a house by just laying blocks? You need a foundation. So that to hold it, is that also? Add, add and ask somebody, what kind of faith do you have? Jesus said, if you have this kind of faith, like a master seed, like a master seed, if you have the master seed kind of faith, prayer will work. Fasting will work. So really, what we should be talking about massively is about building your faith. Second Thessalonians 1.3, very quickly so we can close. So, it, it, this is nice. Second Thess 1.3 says, We are bound to thank God always for you. Always. Brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. And the charity of every one of you all toward each other what abounds. We are always thanking God for your life. Why? 
there is always a testimony for your life. Why? Because your faith groweth what? Exceedingly. The believer whose faith is not growing exceedingly or constantly becomes a concern for God, for the pastor. It's like we are there. It's like nothing is happening in your life. Every time you are a prayer point, all the time. No, we want to get to that point where we are testifying. We are thanking God. For, are you here at all? We thank God always. Oh, from this day, no, I will be thanking God always about your life. That amen should be louder in Jesus' name. Nice. Praise God. Your faith can grow exceedingly. Yeah, you see that you are macho in faith. When devil knocks at your door, you say, hey, what is the problem? Some people see what Jekyll, they say they have come. The people have come. The village people are in the city now. See the way they came. What Jekyll. If what Jekyll means they have come. Then when you see Scorpion. Even the end time army has what? Come. Just one key. How would this your faith grow exceedingly desire and work on it desire and what first of all know that you need your faith to exist as a child of God so you should desire to grow it the same way you desire to grow your bank account because you need it to increase your purchasing what power so you see that people can be nice with you but once you start going near their money they know you are taking power away from them. In the spirit, your faith gives you purchasing power. So, when the devil is also trying to attack you, he attacks your faith. He doesn't even attack things around you. Because your faith gives you ability to connect to the supernatural. So, desire. Let it be your desire. And if it is your desire, when you wake up in the morning, you go to the word. You what? Come on now, you what? The same way you wake up in the morning and go to work. To build your purchasing power. If you want to build purchasing power in the spirit, you wake up. Anytime you wake up, you will go to the word. To build your faith. Build it. You are building your purchasing power in the spirit. Or else, oh, you will be so light even though you are in the system. That's why in, the, in every system there is a rich and there is a poor. In the church, there are those who are rich in faith and there are those who are poor in faith. It is not because it's the same Christ in us. But your level of diligence and desire, passion, zeal. To grow your spiritual deposit is what determines whether you'll be strong or you'll be weak. Let me tell you, the faith, you know, is not the dress, no. 
John the Baptist was in the wilderness wearing what? What was he wearing? Leather. The kind of food he was eating. But the Bible said that the man, there is no man born of a woman who is greater than John in his time. Too much. Why? Connection. When he saw Jesus come, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sister. He could recognize the word in the midst of confusion. The question is, can you recognize your word in the midst of your challenges? Or you remember an advice a friend gave you? What comes into your head? So, when you are faced with such a challenge as a young man, a young lady, what comes into your mind? Because when it is, it has to do with faith, what you feast on is what feasts on you. So if you have been feasting on the word, when you are in a challenging situation, the word will be feasting on you. Are you here at all? It's like somebody who chewed onion or garlic. If that's what you chewed, when you belch, you will smell it around that this is what I consumed. So it will now be having effect on you. But since whenever you have a, a this thing, it is what your click, click of girls, click of boys, what the social media is saying, what this one is saying, blah, blah, blah. The Bible should be your go-to. The word of God should be your go-to. The preaching should be your go-to. Are you here at all? Is God talking to somebody? Yeah, or else, when you are depressed more, you want to go and commit suicide. Because that's what has come into your mind. May God have mercy. Your faith will grow exceedingly this year. Yeah, sometimes when you are even sleeping, let the message be praying. Let the message be playing. Let Play the message and sleep. Play the song and sleep. Let the thing feast on you. Let it feast on you. Let it. You see that you get to a place. Ah, this is like I've heard it somewhere. It's like I've heard because you didn't hear it in your consciousness. You heard it in your subconsciousness. But you know, you will be playing film. You'll be watching some film, and the film has some very high-level images. Adult images. So you'll be watching, oh, and then you fall asleep. Then inside your sleeping, you'll be yelling, kudum, kudum. You'll be hearing one sound like that. Ah, gee, something. Somebody will be groaning. You, somebody will be. So as you are sleeping, all the witches in your family to that want to marry you in the spirit, they will not enter your dream. As, you, as that pornography is making noise at the background, it's feeding your inner innermost consciousness so you there you have a dream you see that one security no security one <laughs> you see one boy who toasted you and you didn't agree and he's now mad you see that in the dream no he just came and he was just kissing you As you wipe your mouth, you, know, you just woke up and you hear the sound from the video. <laughs> the porn stars do it. If that is what you are feasting on, mad people will be kissing you. <laughs> Please rise. <laughs>
You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries. <laughs>